About six months ago, Kristen Hanneman received a piece of mail asking if she wanted her well water tested for PFAS. She was selected as one of 450 throughout the state as part of a random sampling effort by the University of Wisconsin-Madison, the Department of Health Services, and the Department of Natural Resources. Hanneman signed up for it, and they came up for testing. And then I had results. They had called me three weeks later to say, you have elevated levels. Hanneman says the concentration of one PFAS family chemical in her well tested at 15,000 parts per trillion. DHS has its PFAS limit for what it considers safe to drink and cook with at a combined 20 parts per trillion for PFAS and PFOA, the two best-known PFAS variants. The DNR's drinking water standard is 70 parts per trillion. For some perspective, when the city of Rhinelander shut down the first two wells over PFAS concerns in 2019, that well had peaked at 105 parts per trillion of combined PFAS and PFOA. Its concentration of PFHS, another PFAS variant, was 590 parts per trillion. I'm pretty shocked. Um, I kind of, I guess I always attributed PFAS to being a city problem, like an urban area. The high concentration of PFAS in Hanneman's well prompted the DNR and DHS to collect more samples in the area. They sent out more than 50 mailers with requests to test wells and Starks. 20 test results have come back. Two south of town detected no PFAS. Three tested positive, but below Wisconsin health guidelines. 15 tested positive well above that standard. The DNR and DHS shared these findings at a packed Stella Town meeting Tuesday night. We've had PFAS detects in a number of wells throughout the state of Wisconsin, but just to give you an idea, out of those uh, 450 equal areas, only three of them um, had PFAS in exceedance of the of the uh, public health advisory, and so and, and Starks is one of those. DNR and DHS staff talk people through what PFAS are, the associated health concerns, how to get their wells tested, and what comes next. But there were still a lot of questions. We still can't get help paying for the testing if we're just outside of that limit. Shouldn't we be getting a higher number of funding throughout the state compared to those other areas? Because obviously we've got a higher contamination level that needs to be dealt with. Is this something that should be tested every year, even if you have a goodwill? and a lot of ones that don't have answers at this time. Chief among them, where is this PFAS coming from? At this point, it'd be sheer speculation. Unlike other areas of the state that have tested positive for high levels of PFAS, Starks doesn't have any manufacturers that are making products with the chemicals. There's no airport that would use heavy amounts of firefighting foam that contains the chemicals, and no landfill where that waste might collect. So what comes next for the people who live in the area? First of all, the DNR is encouraging people to get their wells tested. The DNR will cover the cost of the first test for people who are within a boundary they've identified, which is roughly a mile radius around where the initial wells have been testing positive and Starks. If you live outside that boundary and you still want your well tested, you can go through a water testing company, but that can cost anywhere from $300 to $500. DHS is encouraging people whose wells have tested positive to switch to bottled water for drinking and cooking. They also encourage people who live in the area and don't yet know the status of their well water to make the switch until test results come back. Hanneman switched to bottled water right away. We have a family of five and we probably go through $30 to $40 per week in cooking and providing water to our kids and to take to school, all that kind of stuff. So it's become an expense that I think is not really sustainable. 
She's also hoping the town will step up by opening the town hall for people with affected water to come collect some of the clean water there, and by exhausting all other options to get clean water to people. As for solutions to the PFAS contamination, options are fairly limited right now. With these extremely high levels, it's unlikely a filtration system will help. There was some discussion about drilling new wells, but PFAS contamination was found both in shallow wells and those buried deep in the granite layer. On top of that, both options would cost thousands of dollars. The state does offer up to $16,000 in grants to help cover the costs of PFAS testing, treatment options, or well replacement. But with no good solutions on the table right now, many people at the meeting were frustrated, to say the least. Plaintiff's results are inconsistent. Nobody has close to the same numbers. You guys don't have a source of even trying to figure out where you're going to start. While testing continues, the DNR has reached out to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency for assistance on this issue. It's hoping with federal resources, they'll be able to expand testing and potentially get help with identifying and cleaning up the source of PFAS. In the meantime, the people of Starks are left waiting. It's clear that this is going to be, this is going to be a, a long haul, I think, with the DNR. For WXPR's The Stream, I'm Katie Thorson in Oneida County.